0: This episode of our podcast is brought to you by Dulaban Insurance. If you live in Ontario, Canada, and are looking for the best price and coverage for your Tesla, give Dulaban a call at one 855 385-4226, or visit their website at doulabandinsurance.com slash Tesla. What
1: is <laughs> this white what stuff is, that falls? No. I, don't, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Dad oh, <laughs> joke.
0: Dad joke. Dad joke, <laughs> joke. Yes. Welcome, everyone, to the podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Trevor Page. I'm joined by my usual co-host, Eric Camacho and Ian um, Ian Pavelko. How are you doing, guys? Good. Baltimore. Pretty good.
1: I want to open the show by thanking all of the healthcare workers all around the world for all of your hard work uh, these last several weeks. Uh, we hear countless stories uh, come through the newswire, uh, some tragic, some heroic, uh, but continued thanks for many blessings for all the work that you're doing. Uh, we really, really appreciate all the stuff you're doing 12, 13, 15, 16 hours a day. So thank you.
0: Absolutely. This evening we also have our good friend Kyle Connor from Out of Spec Motoring who's joining us again on the podcast because we thought we would take the time this evening and uh, spend some time talking about the Model Y because Kyle uh, got to spend quite a bit of time with the Model Y. Uh, Brian from the I1 Tesla channel just took delivery of his car and uh, if you haven't seen his channel, uh, well both channels actually, I'll put them in the links in the video description you guys can go and check out what they've been doing, but Kyle has a lot of inside information. So we thought as a technology kind of focused uh, podcast, we'd bring him on and he can talk all about that. Uh, Before we get into that, I think we should uh, mention a couple things here that's going on with Tesla. Obviously the factory has been closed since the 24th until further notice. Although they have, um, uh, because of the things that are going on with the COVID-19 situation and the ventilators um, that they're talking about reopening Gigafactory 2, that's the one in New York, to uh, possibly make some of these ventilators. Um, so we don't have any concrete information as far as when that's going to happen but it appears that um, it is actually in the works. So Kudos for Tesla and the SpaceX teams that are actually working with the, uh, with the company. And I forget what the name of the company is that, uh, that they're working with. But anyways, looking good on that front. Um, obviously we should mention that uh, you know, they've put some employees on furlough uh, until they get this thing sorted out and, or things passed. We don't know exactly what's going on. I mean, Ian, you're in the auto industry. Yep. And there's some stuff going down on your end.
2: Yeah, it's it's bleak. Um, in Canada we I have to say I'm very proud of both our, our provincial and our, our federal governments right across the country. The action has been swift. It took a little while to get started, but now they're really dropping the hammer on this and they're 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 working hard to really, really stem um, Stem the uh, the expansion of this thing as much as possible. Here in Quebec, we've been on you know official province wide lockdown since Monday. Um, it was a little unclear, you know, in the auto industry, what was expected of us because uh, their repair centers are considered essential service, but really it's it's stemming down to only for emergency vehicles as it should, sort of should be at this stage. So even my business, we, uh, we're officially closing down as of tomorrow night and we're going to be at least on a two-week um, shutdown. Uh, some of us are still working remotely uh, wherever we can, um, as is the case with a lot of companies. But yeah, no, we're, I think we're taking it super seriously here and i really hope it has an effect you know and i'm I'm glad to see other places um are doing the same you know it's it's really what has to be done i know it's painful in the short term it's hard on everybody but i think if we go through a lot of pain now we'll avoid a much longer period of pain in the future that's my best hope for everyone
0: yeah i've noticed uh, quite a reduction in traffic because there's literally a big street that runs right here by my office so it's been very quiet Gives me an opportunity to do some filming and some recording on some stuff that i've been meaning to get to because life gets in the way of things but now that uh, my wife is working from home until further notice um yeah creative juices are flowing in some respects how about you eric how are, how are things going on your end
1: well i work from home all the time now uh i was doing it uh telecommuting for the majority of the week i uh, we could work from home but now it's full time being here at home Um, You know, our business has uh, re-strategized how we're going to manage things uh, in the era of COVID-19. We're still pushing through. We're still trucking along. Uh, You know, our first and foremost priority is everyone's health. Uh, So making sure that they can stay home if they should. I'm sorry, should stay home if they can. Thank you. Um, So it's, you know, it it is, I think mentally it's good that we, we find time. Like my girlfriend and I, we get a chance to get out of the house. We go for a walk. Uh, you know, even if it's just to get the mailbox, just kind of take the time just to spend 10 minutes walking back and forth, uh, it's good to just get out and get some fresh air and not sort of be surrounded by the same things 24 hours a day. Uh, we rest in every morning, which is nice, nice to sleep in and not have to worry about waking up to an alarm. Uh, so there are some benefits. Uh, we have our cats, so we, we pet them, we cuddle with them, uh, which is always very comforting. So it's um it's a process. And, and like Ian said, I think he worded it so well, which is we're hoping to stave off the worst uh, by doing what we have to do now. Uh, you know, we know this is not our new normal as far as permanence is concerned, um, but it is important that we strictly adhere to those that are telling us stay home, to wash your hands, not touch your face, you know, be, adhere to those guidance that comes, especially from the medical community who is really... At the forefront of this fight, uh, and they're learning as they go. We, we hear stories every day of just you know, what are your symptoms and what medications you're taking, what are you eating. Uh, you know, the more information that we know, the better it is. But uh, yeah, we we have fewer victims if people tend to stay home. So it's it's an adjustment for a lot of companies, and we hear all the stories of people who are furloughed, laid off, whatever it might be. Uh, and you know, hopefully those that have lost their jobs can gain some stable work sometime very soon. Whether it's like us working from home or if it's some other medium. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's hard to stay mentally positive uh, when there's so much terrible news going on. But uh, every once in a while, you need just to kind of treat yourself. And it's, it's good that we're able to do that in some way or form or another.
0: How about you, Kyle? How are you, uh, how are you getting along
3: down there? Well, uh, being in uh, North Carolina, we're typically behind on things. However, we are officially now in lockdown in our area. And um, I, you know, I always typically stay in the little Kyle Connor bubble. I'm in my little pod (laughs) and I go places, but I I typically, uh, you know, I work from home remotely all the time. So I have a few contracts that I do as my main job, but it's a good time to be in the YouTube business as well. Uh, So basically all I do now is I work at home. If I need to go to my office, there's no one there. I just get in my car. I'm out at the office. We have 600 acres with no one around. Sometimes I stay there. Sometimes I come back. So I'm not really around a lot of people. Brian and I made a plan to quarantine together for Model Y, which worked mm-hmm. out very well. Very nice. And uh, and no better place to quarantine than a racetrack. So we had a good <laughs> time with that.
0: <laughs> awesome. Um, I should mention that we have quite a number of uh, viewer and listener questions because I sent out a tweet uh, earlier today asking for questions because Kyle is going to be on the show. So I want to say thank you to everyone for submitting those questions. Um, Some of them uh, during the course of the conversation with Kyle might be answered, but uh, if they're not, I mean, we'll get to them a little bit later in the show. All right, so let's turn this over to Kyle because you spent some time with uh, Brian's Performance Model Y. And uh, you had it on a lift and you guys did a bunch of videos. So um, I'm going to leave the floor to you and uh, let us in on all the little secrets. Because uh, just to reiterate very quickly, um, when I was in Vancouver, I had a chance to meet someone who worked at Tesla. Can't say who. uh, But they did tell me that there were a number of improvements in the Model Y over the Model 3 where they made sense. And the other tidbit was some of those um, will come to the Model 3 and other vehicles in due time. So having said that. What can you tell us about the Model Y that's really cool, Kyle?
3: Well, I'll start off with sort of how we got access and this whole thing uh, went down. So uh, Brian, who is another North Carolina Tesla YouTuber, it's really he and I have sort of the, we pump out a lot of videos in the area. Uh, he's in Charlotte, I'm in Raleigh. So he called me, he's like, Kyle, I'm getting the first one in Charlotte. I'm like, I'm getting in the car right now, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I'd be the same way. <laughs> right, yeah. so uh, you know, benefits of working remotely, I, I was flexible in that regard. So we, we jump in the car, we rip over to Tesla, um, we film a mock delivery uh, on the car, we have to sort of get everything done. We end up leaving it there for the night for really no big reason, but we uh, stayed overnight in Charlotte, had a good time with some friends from college, got the car the next day and instantly went for a range test on the vehicle. And uh, by a range test, what I really ideally wanted to do was to full charge the car to 100%, which we did, and drain it until it didn't want to move an inch. And this is the way we can see total battery capacity with minimal heat loss. Um, We only got the car down to 20% before we ran out of time, so I had to extrapolate the data. I have a whole video on this. I
1: saw that's very good. Uh, it I like it. Did that.
3: way better than I expected. I didn't think anyone would be interested, but um, I might do some more efficiency testing with cars now because people are interested in that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's the same Model Three pack capacity, and it follows the same charging profiles. I cannot say uh, what is inside though. Is it the new million mile battery thing? Uh, as far as I can tell, all signals point to it just being the identical pack that's in that car right there.
0: In yeah, a the long kind range of, thing. yeah. What I thought, I mean, the million-mile battery thing. I mean, to me, that that's pointing to Cybertruck and maybe a refresh on some of the other cars. But I, I did watch that video on the range test, and I thought it was incredibly efficient car, considering that it's, I mean, less aerodynamic than a three. I mean, given that it's an SUV and you know, yep. uh, it's heavier. Yep. Um, And it's a performance car.
3: (laughs) Well, that was the crazy thing is that it's the 21-inch wheels. We weighed the wheels. So there's 68 pounds on the back with tire with tire and 64 pounds on the front. So these are some meaty, big. (laughs) So like this poor Model Y has to lug these things around all the time. Like I just feel bad for the axles on that car. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, they're shaped in a way that's so much more aero than the Model 3 performance 20 inch wheels. I
0: agree. Yeah. Those are the ones that were on that red static model at the original Model 3 um, reveal event back in 2016. And it was funny because, I mean, they took a patent on it. Oh, actually, all three designs have a patent on it. And then they just kind of went dark yep. on us. And then here they are in the Model Y. I think they look really sexy. I think a lot of people like them.
3: Well, yeah, I agree. And and so we kind of thought, let's put these on the three and see if it gets better range. But it the 21s don't fit over the little uh, knuckle in the front. So, yeah, I mean, you might be able to get like a little rubber band tire to let it go. <laughs> or a, Or a spacer, Ian was looking. He said maybe like a 10 or 15 mil spacer.
2: Um, yep. but, yeah, but it might rub. Well, yeah, the tire. Yeah, you can't use the tire off the the Y because the the overall diameter of the tire is a lot bigger. It's more than an inch mm-hmm. bigger because they're using a much taller tire for the uh, for the same rim you diameter. Have to lose a lower profile, you think? Yeah, you'd have to use like a super like a, a relatively narrow thirty profile tire on the twenty one would clear, and then the ten mil spacer, as uh, as I discussed with Kyle, based on all the data we had and uh, huge shout out by the way to you and brian for spending so much time with me to get me all the shots i have no an problem. enormous amount of data i'm going to share with everyone it's just been crazy here this week with our shutdown and trying to coordinate things so we'll get to that and i don't want to interrupt kyle's discussion but just to say lots of juicy wheel and tire data coming at you but yes theoretically you can use the the rear wheels should be basically a bolt-on on a model 3. the front with a 10 mil spacer i think you can get away with Take it away, car Carry on. Yeah,
3: no, I, I agree. I think that's all true. We did spend time on FaceTime. So Ian was like, hey, take these million pictures. I'm like, I have no idea, I have no idea what I'm doing.
0: Uh, <laughs> I'll send you the Pharaoh measurement David, device. <laughs> I was
3: so
2: close to doing yeah,
3: that. <laughs> we we're using fingers as merch. Yeah. So uh, it was pretty funny. We had a good time. But yeah, so we got the Model Y. Basically, it, it achieves rated range at 70 miles per hour granted this was a really good day we had you know a tiny bit of tailwind it was a little bit warm out and so everything was in the favor but it just shows that the car is capable of doing some serious range then we took it up to the track and the first thing that we did was zero to 60 runs you know brian posted a video it basically is just dead accurate every time even at different state of charge levels it's pretty amazing uh, the car launches much softer than Model 3 does. Mm. So it almost feels like they're protecting drive axle off launch and then they feed in the power as the car uh, ramps up speed. Uh, if you do like a 40 mile per hour slam power, like which is the best thing in a Tesla, uh, the Model Y feels more impressive than Model 3 performance mm. in that regard. Wow. And part of it may have to do with the softer suspension, letting it you know sort of nose up at the sky. Um, yeah. but from a, from a butt dyno perspective, it, 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 makes people go, wow, more than this car does.
0: Uh, Any significant yeah. differences in the suspension setup?
3: Yeah. Well, the, the whole front, uh, suspensions completely, uh, adjusted at least that tall piece. Ian can speak to it better than I can. Uh, but from a driving feel, the car drives differently. There's no question. Uh, one, it's naturally softer, even with the 21s. However, the steering is the weirdest part to me. I actually don't like the steering on the car. <laughs> so, you know, in, in Model 3, especially when you compare it to S and X, that first little bit of steering angle does a lot, right? So it's yeah, – it, um, it's tighter. Which yeah. is fine. It's good. But, like, people who are intervening with autopilot in Model 3, they can sometimes go too far. And Alyssa almost crashed my car once and put it into a fishtail. tail. Because the steering was so tight. And uh, so I had to reach over from the passenger seat and correct. The Model Y is worse than that. The Model Y is super, super twitchy at speed. Um, Hmm. Fine on the track. It's great great for that. But for just cruising down the highway, uh, I I was a little disappointed. I figured it would be as such. But I I just don't prefer it
0: for my tastes. And that's not a setting in the steering from comfort to sport, is it?
3: No, all that does is just adjust the weight. doesn't adjust the ratio at all
2: right yeah so So, it's definitely i i have a theory about that i'm i'm assuming that the rack is basically taken straight from uh model three it probably has longer tie rod ends at the end to accommodate the 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 uh, wider track of the y body but if you put a super quick ratio um steering rack into a vehicle that that's much taller i have a funny feeling you're gonna get this strange very twitchy feel to it you know it's not like the lower stg rule Yeah, yeah so it i think it just i wouldn't be
3: surprised if it's the same ratio that could certainly play a role or be the whole thing i also think that maybe something extending or adapting that uh, steering for the model y had affected it um, i noticed it on the 18 inch and 21 inch wheels so um, okay. it, it's just it was a little odd uh, not a huge deal i mean i certainly got used to it but um yeah i would say that was my biggest negative about the car uh, overall other than the back not being completely flat and coming to a sharp end, they, you know, it slopes like a BMW X6 for aerodynamics. Uh, I just wish it was flat so I could put more dogs in it. But that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's that's uh, that was just a little. You know, you can't fault them for doing that. I'd prefer range honestly. But yeah, great car. Um, the other first impressions I had, I guess I'm thinking back to it. The seat height is you know, the seat itself is just mounted on these risers. It's yes. not, um, so yes, the car naturally is higher off the ground, but you're higher in relation to the cabin. So um, I actually really preferred it. I, I've i been getting in and out of my three. So I have Lyme disease and it really just makes my muscles kind of hurt a little bit. It's nothing, not a not a huge deal. It used to be bad. But even now getting in and out of my three, I'm like, oh, I wish I had the Y to just slide <laughs> <laughs> slide over. But, but I don't think it's as much of an upgrade to like switch from a three to a Y, I just think if you're buying a new one, in most cases, you just buy the Y. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I think for North American markets, I mean, the Y is just going to be, you know, probably the car to really get. It's the car. Uh, There's yeah.
3: no other Tesla that's better for 99% of situations.
0: Yeah. Now, since you had the car on the lift, um, you had a chance to look underneath and uh, mm-hmm. take a and poke around and find anything interesting.
3: Yeah, well, we, we actually did a whole live stream with Brian on the lift, but we had been under it before. Originally, we couldn't find the little speaker. Oh, there goes the with the dogs. We couldn't find the <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> speaker, the uh, sound that was mounted all the way over underneath the passenger side, like right next to where the tire would be. So, mm-hmm. that was an interesting mounting plate. Um, other than that, the plastic underneath is certainly stronger than Model Three. There's some foam underneath Model Three, like this felt material. Yeah. Uh, this Model Y did not have any of that. Uh, so we all did all hard
0: plastic. Is that what you're saying? It's
3: then? all hard plastic. Yep. Okay. So it seems like it would be able to handle some rock scrapes and stuff. And we did take the car off-roading, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's really like you know driving through a grassy field. And and Brian and I will both have videos out on that tomorrow, but we were able to test the off-road assist and some rock hits and there was no damage whatsoever oh nice um, and not really hits but just scraping this the bottom of the surface so i was impressed i think the car would definitely benefit from some extra skin plates though for protection i would agree yeah so we'll probably see mountain pass or someone come out with stuff like that at some point point. Yeah. and uh,
0: yeah Um, Since you had it on a lift, and the other question, of course, on everyone's minds is this whole uh, underbody manufacturing technique with the cast pieces. Any evidence of that?
3: Yeah, you can actually see it super easily. If you just jack up one side, pull a back wheel off, you can see the whole subframe is completely different than Model 3. I mean, side by side, it's a world of difference. And it's almost like well, are they going to start making the three like this? Because this is such a good idea. Uh, I imagine not because all the stuff's already in place. But, I um,
0: yeah.
3: you know, I, I think they really uh, made a lot of technical strides from manufacturing with Model Y. Another thing that is really mind-blowing to me is this solid glass roof. I mean, Model yeah. S has this, right? Yeah. But it's uh-huh. got to be bigger in Model Y. It's certainly got much more of a curve to it.
0: And it's super impressive when you get in there. It's the nicest thing ever. I know it is really nice. I mean, I, I've. I mean, I was at the Model Y delivery event. I'm unfortunately, I made the mistake of sitting in the front. That was a mistake because it's basically Model Three. Uh-huh. I should have sat in the second row. And I know um, Kim and uh, James, who are with me on the ride. Hi guys. Uh, <laughs> Were after the ride, um, I did a live stream, and you guys can look back on my on my channel to to see that. But their impressions were that the glass roof, even at night, was super impressive.
3: Yeah, the- Brian uh, camped in it, and he was able to take a video uh, looking at the stars through the roof. Uh, the The biggest thing I'll say is the back seat is definitely the most impressive seat in the house. Um, we were able to compare back seat size from three to X to Y. So we had all three yeah, there. All
0: three,
3: yeah, yeah and, I mean, we have an S here as well, but this is an older one. And um, the back seat, uh, comfort wise, the three had the best seats to sit in from a cushion standpoint. The X had the really cool door thing, but that personally, that kind of bugs me. I mean, we've, my best friends had an X, we've lived with them. Um, I think the Y had the most amount of space, is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm, when you sit in there. Most noticeably, the battery pack is much lower to the ground than in Model X, so your knees aren't in your chest as much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so um, I'd even felt that the door was a little bit farther, like I had more elbow room. Super impressive, although I will say the downside is the back seat bench itself is like version one Model 3 bench. Uh. So it's not comfortable Mm -hmm. at all. It's quite firm, and you kind of just sit on top of it like a... Bus bench.
0: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, look for a future improvement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. of yeah. peop- I mean, if you've seen it and you've sat in it for as little time you actually spent with the car, and other people are going to, I mean, obviously going to complain about that. So that's something that uh, I'm pretty sure they will fix in due time. I hope so, because go. I'd
3: say it was almost like everything else is so perfect. The only thing I can think they didn't do that for is headroom. Like when Model 3 rear-wheel drive, I should say my last one had the bench, this one has the sculpted seats. I lost probably an inch and a half of headroom with that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Cool. Um, Right. Well, do you guys have any questions before we jump into questions for Kyle? Kyle?
1: Well, I know some of the questions I had in my mind, Kyle already covered. Uh, but given that the swath of questions we have tonight revolve around the Model i I'd rather let the audience get their questions in first, okay. and if anything prevails thereafter, then we can address it. Okay.
0: Well, let's start off with the first question, and uh, I know we'll answer some of these because the, some of them are a little personal. Other ones are just uh, tech stuff. First mm-hmm. question comes from Beverly, not my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I was once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. I was looking at the questions, and I had to look at my wife. Did you submit this? She goes, no.
1: All right. She would probably just come in the room and be like, I got a question for the show. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anyways,
0: um, so Beverly <laughs> asks, uh, aside from the center console still having the piano black finish, uh, what other Model Y features remain an issue to you? I guess, I don't know. Is that pointed at me or anybody? Yeah, the piano black thing is still annoying. I don't know why it's Tesla kept it. It's awful. <laughs> I know it's awful. And I just wish, Franz, if you're listening, please, for the love of God, stop it. Yeah. so you stopped. you stopped it on the model <laughs> on the model x you stopped it on the model s what is with this piano black thing man you guys got this fetish i am um,
1: i think so they got the chrome delete part right because now we're using that's you know. a fashion thing right Remember? well i'm it's saying and we're no we're not they're not using chrome De- we're not calling it chrome delete they're it's obviously not, not using delete. it it's now black trim now it's black they're just it doesn't have chrome in the first place it's not a delete right they're replacing it um <laughs> what what I would wish they did and I know this sounds kind of crazy I wish they didn't have the wood anymore Um, in my car because of the warm climate, the wood has been splintering and I reported this to Tesla service, they ended up replacing the part they actually had the wrong part come out, they said we'll contact you, they never really did (laughs) so I have to get on them about that, now is not the time, they have more important things to worry about Um, but to me especially with the number of products that are designed to cover that I would think they should go away from that. It's the, it's the only thing that always felt out of place with that car, because there's nothing else like it. There's, there's no other wood, there's nothing else, it's just that. That's the one thing, I would and I don't, a, I don't know what the appeal is.
0: I, I would agree with you in the sense, because remember if you go back in the day when we originally saw the Model 3, the one that was drivable that they mm-hmm. actually took people around in, the silver one, had the premium weight interior. So that's kind of what we got accustomed to. And eventually when yeah. we saw the black interior, we went to the to the wood thing. Like the wood thing doesn't really bother me. I have a white interior and my trim is white. So mm-hmm. what do I know? But and I And Elon the... signed yours. Yes. Well, no, no, that was me being <laughs> facetious there. Um, <laughs> but I, I get the appeal of wanting to cover it up in, in a lot of ways. I mean, doing the carbon fiber thing obviously is very popular. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just a fashion thing. And in due time, it just gives them something to change because it's, I mean, they've changed the interior features and color combinations on the S and X a number of different times. Mm -hmm. So I would see in some ways a refresh of a Model 3 when the time comes. It's not a matter if, it's a model when. It's, um, I mean, it's obviously going to do something to change that. Um, I mean, the wood, as far as I'm concerned, take it or leave it. But God, you got to do something about that piano black. All right, moving along here. Next question comes from Steve. How does Model Y ride compare with the Model 3? Ideally, comparison between default tires, 19-inch Ys versus 18-inch 3s. So, Kyle, you kind of alluded to that. i mean
3: i i've gone from 20s to 18s i've put a bunch of different wheels and i think you can determine a car's natural suspension feel regardless of wheel and tire combo Mm -hmm. also teslas tend to require such high air pressures for range and weight that you really don't get as much of a benefit you know going down to a smaller wheel for ride purposes it's definitely better but it's not as big as a normal car just because you're Mm -hmm. running 45 psi Uh, car itself though is smoother it's definitely floatier like on the highway it just it sails along it's no model s or x with the raven suspension that is blows it away it still has a mid-level price point suspension i would say like a model three Uh, For example, if I drive a Toyota Corolla, the Model 3 drives better than a Corolla. But if I'm in a BMW 5 Series or BMW 3 Series, I would argue that the Model 3 rides cheaper, if you can follow me, than those cars. So it's not a Porsche Macan uh, suspension setup. It's not anything uh, like that. I would say it's on par with like an Alfa Stelvio, if not smoother. Um, and it's more than acceptable, but not mind-blowing.
0: Okay. So hmm. the bottom line, people will be happy with it.
3: Yeah. You're, there's nothing to complain about, but there's nothing to go, whoa, look how nice my suspension oh. is.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> you want that? Go buy a Raven, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. that That's where Model S and X-Tech comes of course. in. All right. Next question comes from John. He says, can you fit a couple of golf bags in, um, without lowering the back seats or removing the driver from the bag? What the heck? <laughs>
3: Removing the driver. Oh, I see. The, the, the golf driver. In-depth golf bag. <laughs> driver. The, the driver what golf you did there. The driver I see what you did there, John. Well, hey, there's a cool feature in Model Y, which is you can fold down the center seat completely. Yes. Yeah. And so you could just put your driver right down the middle. But the bag, I don't I don't think it's big enough for your bag. But we did not test. I'm not sure.
0: Um, I can say, I mean, I can't speak to the Model Y's front trunk. But on the Model X, I was able to fit my wife's uh, golf bags without taking any drivers out. So. In the front? In the front, yes. Oh, not in Y. Y is still pretty narrow. No, no I know at that. Large. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. you know, because I had an X, so I thought I'd throw my two cents. Right. But
1: for those wondering, while we're right. mentioning the front trunk, the Model 3 front trunk is wider, but not as deep as the Model Y's front trunk. So if you have, if you have a Model 3 and okay. you're thinking of either adding a Model Y to your household or maybe, you know, trading up at some point, uh, if you have products that you're using in your front trunk for your Model 3, they might not fit if they're like snug to the fit of your three. They will not fit in the Model Y. Uh,
0: An airline yeah. carry on does still fit though. Correct. I mean, airline so, carry on does. Yeah, right. That's, you yeah, know, so that's. Yeah, you really notice how
3: deep the Y's
0: front trunk is. It's yeah, really, very, very nice. deep. That's a taller body, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, next question comes from Aurelio. It says, When do you think Model Y will start shipping to Europe? Uh, we had this short discussion about mm-hmm. some of these questions before the show started. I think because of the current situation, um, with the shutdown in the plant, I mean, originally, you know, all things being equal, if things were still in production, um, you know, I, I actually went to the Tesla site today and just pretended I was in a right-hand drive country just to see. Um, well, actually kind of goes down to um, another question maybe a little bit later, but about uh, uh, right-hand drive vehicles that you, you just can't order a right-hand, I mean, if you're in a right-hand drive country, you, you can't order the Model Y yet. And I think it really comes back to, well, when Tesla's ready to start producing those cars, then you'll be able to order it. Mm-hmm. I would suspect probably anywhere from four to six, maybe as far as eight weeks in advance, you'll be able to place an order because that's how long it takes for them to ship them out to um, at least to Australia and the Asian markets um, that way. The Chinese market will be handled by Gigafactory Shanghai. We know that they're going to expand that for Model Y production. Now, as far as Europe is concerned, going back to what we were saying, because things are in furlough right now, because everything's still manufactured in Fremont. I mean, Eric even chimed in. He says, probably
1: not till next year at this point. It's what it's what I believe. I mean, look there's a lot of uncertainty and i know a lot of folks for many reasons want to know what's going to happen with their vehicle whether it's a financial situation or something else uh, if they're looking to trade in their car and they have a certain value they're trying to figure out depreciation and all that so i, I understand the basis of the question is is a certainly has good merit the problem is we frankly just don't know and i think we don't know a couple things one is how long will companies like tesla sort of be grounded uh, in terms of their production, and number two is, you know, all these different companies have to freight things over. Uh, you know, it just there's just so much uncertainty about all of that. We really can't speculate beyond just the thought of maybe it won't be till next year. Uh, you know, if we're if we're able to restart uh, production in say eight weeks, you know, then that's going to slowly ramp things back up again. Uh, but if it's going to be four months from now, because states certainly can regulate their businesses differently than, a, you know, a country might do it. Um, yeah, we, we just, it's hard to tell. So I, I would think that if you're in Europe, even if you're left-hand drive, um, it would not surprise any of us, uh, if you're not getting your vehicle until sometime next year.
0: I'd agree with that. Yep. Okay. Next question comes from Dion. He says, with the release of the Model Y and the great response responses that it's getting, do you think that Tesla has to do a complete refresh on the Model X to blow it out of the park? Because if not enough people will choose it over the Y and save 30,000 bucks. That's a very valid question because mm-hmm. um, you know there's no doubt that Model 3 and Model Y sales eventually when things get caught up, well, Model 3, they've been chipping away at S and X uh, market share for sure, mm-hmm. and those are premium vehicles. People are paying extra money for those cars. Are they worth the extra that you're paying? My personal opinion is probably not. What do they have to do um, to keep those cars premium? Well, they do need a refresh as far as I'm concerned in the in the interior of the cars. I mean, the Raven... Powertrain is is a really nice upgrade but it's not mm-hmm. you know it's not crazy so I think the interior is something re- most people care about exactly the interior needs to get a complete revamp at least with the model 3 treatment I think the material should be uh, better. If you're spending that kind of money, you're into six figures uh, for the most part. Um, You know, it's got to have a six-figure income. I I think if you talk to anybody who's been in the industry long enough and have looked at the S and the X because of their pricing structure on those cars, the number one complaint was always about the interior. So. It's not a matter of if it's definitely a matter of when all you have to do is, is look at tesla's release schedule for their cars i mean the cybertruck has the model 3 interior treatment you can't you can't have an s and a, and a three um and, and an x i should say um have the same interior treatment forever i mean that's got to change um combined with some other tech that's probably coming i mean we know they're working on the rate on the plaid powertrain that's been pulled from the roadster for the s and the x that's definitely coming to the cars who knows what else they're going to be working with so Again, as far as timing is concerned with that, I mean, you know, the scuttlebutt going around is probably later this summer. Who knows what things are going to happen now with the uh, with the time changes that are going on, but it's definitely coming. At that point, you'll have to make an evaluation. So, if you're considering an X and you're trying to think about a Y, personally, I- my personal opinion. I mean, I haven't I haven't driven the Y yet. I mean, based on its appearance and its size, it's. It's like 90% Model X in a lot of ways. Yeah, the, the Falcon wing doors were always kind of, as far as I'm concerned, take it or leave it. Um, everything else about the car, it just, I mean, if you, if you put it back in perspective, remember the Model X was developed very shortly after the Model S, so it's all Model S largely. The Model 3 is really a step above everything else, and the X is just an improvement upon that. So as far as tech is concerned right now, the Y is the car to get. FineLab has a line of protective coatings that were engineered to protect your Tesla's paint, leather, carpet, plastic, and wheels, effectively blocking all those UV rays and environmental factors before they ever get to ruin your brand new baby. FineLab offers a complete line of car care products and ceramic coatings for both the do-it-yourselfer and professional detailers. Did we mention we also have the world's first self-healing coating? Check us out at finelab.com, that's spelled F-E-Y-N-L-A-B, to see the science behind the self-healing. Check out our product catalog and click Contact Us for a free quote from a certified installer in your area. Fine Lab and Tesla, we were meant for each other.
3: Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Sorry, Eric, but I, hey I had um, gotten out of X and into Y and back to X. And certainly there are aspects of the X that are nicer. Uh, But not $30,000 nicer. Also, on the other side, there's a lot of ways that Model Y blows away X, its charging rate, its battery chemistry. That pack is amazing. Yes, The overall drivability, sportiness. I mean, the Y is sort of the one car that can do everything. You can take it to the track if you're crazy like me and it feels (laughs) right at home. You can drive it on dirt like a rally car, and you can daily drive it. The X you can really just drive it on the street and like it's worry a if you're going to something if you drive off road. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. uh, the Y, like, I, if I get one, I'm turning it into a full-blown rally car with a cage, and we're doing Target, Newfoundland, and a whole bunch of stuff. Woo-hoo! Yeah, woo-hoo. Ian, Ian's coming with. It'll be a good I time. So
2: <laughs> All right. Count so us in. in. We'll be there.
1: I, um, uh, My quick thought on that is a couple things. One, there are still some legacy drivers that don't like the interior of a three or a Y. They want the traditional dashboard. They know the technology is going to be a little bit different, um, but if there there is going to be a segment of the auto driving population that if S and X go by the way of three and Y, you're going to lose that segment of owners because they they're not willing to make the leap to single screen, no major console. It's it's they don't they don't want that. And I but know here's that the good
3: news you'll have Rivian, Lucid, uh, you're Tycon right, and and, and they, used but Model S or X
1: and you're right and we're seeing that segment as well but again there's it's at some point like you're going to find vehicles that can't get software updates anymore because their MCUs are too old or whatever right there's we know there's going to be some limitations to those legacy vehicles mm-hmm. the other side of that is we we often find ways of comparing vehicle to vehicle to see what makes them comparable to their predecessors or unlike anything we've seen and we know i think i've said this before and many of us have agreed which is the model y is almost as if model 3 and model x had a child right there's there's components of each car that you can tell is in that tesla dna very omnipresent however to me, the Model Y is a unique segment of the auto market, which is these smaller SUVs, these comp SUVs, and there are some people who still like traditional larger-sized vehicles. Uh, we know that Ford has essentially scrapped all of their passenger cars except for the Mustang, but their focus has been on heavy-duty trucks, and there's a reason they know that because that's where the market is for Ford. Uh, we see the same thing from other auto manufacturers that stick with a certain kind of, of this vehicle design. So... I think a lot of the points that you brought up, Kyle, are spot on correct. But I still think there's a large audience out there that would look at the Y and the X and still go to X anyway because it suits their business needs, their camping needs, their travel needs, whatever it might be. Um, and and for some people, especially for the older segment, the Falcoming Doors offer benefit of simple egress and, and out of the car. So that's something that they also focus on too. Like, is that easier for my dad to get in than it is for the Model Y? And I think for some people, there's there might just be one feature that I might go, that could be the difference maker. And it might be worth to them, $20,000, $30,000 difference. But I also think that as we invoke the interior design that Trevor's talked about just on the show and many times before, yes, that will also, that might bring the price down. Because if you have less stuff in the car, the price might also come down by a little bit.
2: Not, not to beat it to death. I'm gonna add one last thing. Yeah. Why has bling? It is by far the mm-hmm. blingiest Tesla, and for a lot of people, that's a big thing. I mean, you know, it, it's just it's it's such a rolling tour de force as far as the technology goes, you know, or as as Trev as you said, or as Elon said, it's the Fabergé egg. Mm-hmm. So it just has that status about it you know people just love watching the doors they watch let the whole music show with the the trans-siberian orchestra right. thing and like just all the cool little details that it has still really does it for a lot of people so i i think it'll continue to sell i in gradually smaller numbers but to that crowd you can't beat that. There's no yeah. other car in the lineup that has it that. It's a lovely car to drive. Yeah, it it's it, it's just it's rolling jewelry. It's just got all this glitz <laughs> about it, you know?
1: And the and the used market is enormous for S and X. I mean, there's yeah. tons of owners now going, hey, I got a 2014 Model S, I got a 2016 Model X. Like that buyer's market is still a very agile and and you know energized market.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, in, in Saudi Arabia, in Dubai, in all these places, they're buying they're buying they're buying uh, X's. That's it. End of story. Wrapping them chrome, (laughs) gold, whatever. That's the car down there. I guarantee it.
0: Um, This one is for Kyle. Uh, This uh, question comes from Curtis. He says, Eric from Tesla Inventory, good friends of ours, uh, confirmed that there is a cabling and perforated underside panel for the pedestrian warning system, but no speaker in the Model Y. Since it's now a federal requirement, why did Tesla not include it when they had it installed later in the Model 3 builds?
3: So, they want to know why Tesla didn't install the speaker but they
0: put the little perforations in. Well, they're saying why is the production warning system in every Tesla now? Well, on the Model 3, anyways, and why is it not in the Y?
3: Oh, I honestly was under the impression that it was just software not turned on. We had not looked underneath upside that speaker so i was unaware that there was no speaker underneath I actually the car. know
0: exactly what he's talking about because yeah. i did watch um, eric's thing and he had pulled the front trunk liner out and you can see the grill where the speaker sits and there's mm-hmm. no speaker there Interesting. Well, I am not hmm. an expert on uh, vehicle code or
3: laws for market. So no idea. I'm sorry. I'm so happy it doesn't have it though, because that thing annoys me every <laughs> time I back up. I mean, I, <laughs> honestly, the air conditioning fans are enough for people to hear you and in drive, you don't hear it anyway. Uh, and will I ever play silly sounds out the front of my car? Probably not, but I hope people <laughs> have fun with it.
0: <laughs> um, I'm used to mine now, it doesn't bother me, but I did do a video it's easy to unplug if you don't really like it. But um, Right, anyway. I
3: saw that video and I've just been too lazy to do it, but I will get
0: around to it. <laughs> yeah, it's super easy. Just pull a couple of push pins in the right liner and just reach in pull out.
1: Well up. I wonder I wonder if in the early production models, because just because of the way the law when it takes effect, that they're, they're not that vehicles now being produced aren't subject to the law yet. So they are they might be allowed to produce them without the speaker system. Could but be. but yeah. when it when it comes to like once that cutoff I think it's in October like once that cutoff date happens Correct. then they have to have it but I think for now they might be able to get a waiver with it because it's not required by law to have it I could see that
3: being a possibility
1: absolutely yeah.
2: that's right. I can tell you that's definitely the case it's it's only when that date comes I think I thought a it was September date. but it could be October whichever it is it's it's yeah, this it, fall
1: yeah and it's it, it, I think it's, it's based good. on your delivery date like if, if they may say hey here's our production schedule uh based on when this VIN might deliver at some point they're going to go okay we're going to put them in every car yeah. from that point
0: guaranteed, forward. guaranteed guaranteed the wiring harness has the plug they just mm-hmm. oh, put sure. the speaker yeah, in yeah
1: sure they just haven't put the speaker in it is weird yeah. though i mean
0: yeah,
3: yeah it seems right. silly <laughs> that they do three for so long and not put it in why yeah that it's tesla just,
1: just changes things without i mean notice my, Come my on. car was a very <laughs> yeah
0: my car was an early september build of last year and that's like september 1st is when they started putting those speakers in mm-hmm. and sure enough it was there but yeah i don't know all right, next question comes from Ben. He says, does the Model Y feel larger on the inside than a Model 3? Is it worth it trading in for a 3 for the Y? Do, you, um, do any of you remember what the standard range Model Y was priced at? <laughs>
3: well, <laughs> well I, 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 all right, I, let me I, talk about the size. Oh, sorry. Please got,
1: no, please, I was going to say, I know you referenced this earlier yeah. in the show, which is if you're buying the vehicle for the first time, go for the Y. But if, you're, if you have a 3 and you're thinking about going for the Y, eh, it might not be worth the change.
3: There are a few use cases where Y makes a lot of sense. Um, it just depends on like the depreciation of your three, mm-hmm. um, what the numbers are going to look like. Right now, used car market is in the tank because of COVID. The other thing is, that we have going for us is Model Y will always be there. So I don't think you need to rush to switch right now. Mm-hmm. Spend some time with the car, and you'll be able to order one for any time going forwards.
0: The original price of the standard range Model Y was $39,000 U.S., They're not making it yet. Hmm. Remember, early Model 3s, $35,000, never had one for at least a year. Uh, Model Y is going to be the same thing. I mean, you have to remember, you know, Tesla's modus operandi is always build the higher-end profitable cars first, and then when they get, um, you know, production costs and volumes up, that's when they will introduce the cheaper cars. So even though you could originally place a reservation for standard range Model Y, you still can't order one yet. So that's coming. Uh, let's see here, next uh, question comes from Greg. He says, uh, since Model Y has the heat pump now, how much range is it expected to lose in the winter? We know Model 3 loses 30 to 50%. Are we expecting much less, say 5%? Um, also, I really hope this heater unit for the radar helps in the snow, but looks like we won't get most of it likely until next winter. Great show as always, thank you. Thanks, Greg. Well, there's a couple other things there because obviously we didn't refer to the uh, radar heater, which was uh, originally um found and tweeted by uh, our friend Green the only on Twitter so in the wiring harness diagram and I, and I don't know where he got it but there's definitely a, a heater element for the radar now this is something we've talked about many many times because all of us who have to deal with snow know that when snow builds up on the front nose of you know a refresh sX or three or any car with a radar you lose traffic wear, cruise control, and many functions of autopilot. So, and we've been saying this for many year, many times now, that some kind of heating element um, is needed on these cars. Even e- Elon alluded to the fact that, yeah, maybe we should add one. Well, here, lo and behold, at least on the wiring diagram, it shows that. So, um, unfortunately, there's no retrofit unless your car has a wiring harness, and I don't see evidence of that on the other cars. It's, it's not retrofittable. Um, Yeah, so can anybody speak to this uh, heat pump situation? We know heat pumps are more efficient than a resistive heater. I did a video on the fact that they're doing something a little extra. You can watch that. I'm not going to get into it. But how much range loss are we actually going to lose over this? I don't know. I think it's too early to tell.
3: It's hard to say. It's totally up to how they're tuning it and coating it and harvesting as much heat as possible. The best case scenario for the heat pump, based off my understanding, is when the battery needs to be heated up and the the cabin needs to be cooled. And then you can harvest all of the the cold and the the hot
0: side from that unit. Um,
3: Are we going to see a 5% increase? Maybe, but I wouldn't say much more than that.
0: Elon did say on Twitter that the heat pump situation on the Model Y was some of the best engineering he had yeah. seen. They had made some changes, obviously, to the what I'm taking as the super bottle. They called it the valve. So there's some more engineering going on in there. Um, again, Tesla being Tesla, this is something that will make its way into a future version of the three um, and any future cars when they get some kind of pack revamp s or x maybe in the future i uh, i would not they, this is not something they can just leave on the table this is going to make it into other cars and possibly even current cars once they get around to having enough engineering resources to revamp the cars i will uh, this say is a big deal. Um, they took a patent out on it for crying out
3: loud sorry the the model y has a totally different um way that it handles thermal management for cabin cooling though we could tell instantly it um, Just exterior noise alone, when the Model 3 was dead silent, the fans on the Y were just blasting. And same scenario, same temperature each time. And so I don't know if it needs more flow. Uh, it wasn't annoying blasting. It's not a negative at all. You could just tell that it was programmed differently. But um, AC compressor, uh, like target speed, was very much the same as 3, but it did sound different. So you, it sounded a little bit deeper than 3.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it's obviously some changes going on in there. So very good question. Thanks for sending that, Greg. I mean, you know, as we dig more into this car as they get into hands, I mean, they're still not available where I am. Uh, one of the first things I'm going to be doing when I get my hands on it is begging and pleading if I can take the front trunk out to do a little bit more exploration.
2: Just <laughs> just, just throw one more thing on there, a lot of people don't appreciate that a, a big chunk of your rain loss, range loss in the winter is not just cabin heating, but the fact that the battery pack has to heat itself because there's mm-hmm. a Huge. lot of loss. Yeah, so, I mean, even if you had like a significant improvement in efficiency due to the heater, you know, that's going to heat the cabin, that battery pack still has to to stay warm. So, don't expect, I don't think you're going to get anywhere near a 30% improvement, but I'm with Kyle, like 5 or 10% sounds about right. Remember, it's the
0: same pack as the three, so I don't think there's really internal changes necessary for that vehicle. It's all ancillary things that they've built into the car, their improvements. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see here, next question comes from Kim. Considering the Tesla Performance Track Mode V2 update, there's a slide option to control the regenerative braking from zero to 100%. Once it's at 100%, did you notice any difference from the regular regenerative braking? Well, Kyle, since you've played with it.
3: Yes, uh, 100% is significantly stronger than normal regenerative braking. I think the target for normal regen is 0.2 Gs, and this is closer to 0.3, 3.5. So it um, when the battery can accept it, it's like it really slows down. <laughs> really? Uh, but that was the case with track mode version one as well. You Correct. just got so much more regen. Uh, yeah. so it's not stronger than track mode version one. The whole slider thing. There's very few cases where I could see, maybe aside from snow, where you wouldn't want that at 100%. A lot of drivers reached out. I did a whole video in-depth on Track Mode V2, uh, drifting around, showing how you can understeer, neutral, and oversteer the car. A lot of drivers reached out and said, hey, doesn't it feel weird to blend the regen on the accelerator pedal and then modulate the brakes? The answer is, that first, for any electric driver, yes. Uh, but that comes with time. So I've, I've spent a lot of time with EVs on track where I just love the region. And for the most part, you're just going full power to hard brakes anyway. And it's very unintrusive.
2: Okay. Good job. Just- just um, from my experience of driving it in the snow, having the 100% regen in the snow works really well. It's What i found is I much prefer having track mode on with 100% regen on, on snow. On ice, it's a little bit dicey, but on, on any kind of hard pack snow, it's fantastic. Because as soon as you drop the throttle, the car dives onto its nose, and then you can rotate Dig in and turn. Oh, it's fantastic. It's just... so,
0: I, so I have a question for you, Kyle, because um, mm-hmm. I have a Performance 3 as well. When you turn on the track mode, and there's that button in there that says uh, over, what is it, overclock cooling Overclocked cooling Overclock compressor. Yeah, overclock compressor. Um, what does that do exactly?
3: So basically the AC compressor is limited at a set speed for longevity and wear and tear. Uh, And I actually got mine to go into this overclock setting. And when you click this, it just bumps it up what sounds like another thousand RPM or so. (laughs) So uh, it just goes from zzz to zzz. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, it really, it rips. But um, it will only do that if it requires the extra cooling. So, like, I kept the system on to test it, drove around pretty hard for one or two laps, didn't adjust. But on the third lap, that's when I could hear it go. So it tries to prolong life for as long as possible.
0: Okay, that was interesting because I know Ian, for example, when he first got, <clears throat> when he first used track mode last year, or was it uh, 20, actually it was in 2018 in winter when he used his, um, Ian, your complaint was, well, why do we need these fans to be running at like minus
2: 20 out? It makes me insane. Like the car I is agree struggling with to that. keep the pack warm. We need winter track mode. It's like, Well, I that's don't the know. thing.
3: There should just be battery thermal management, yes or no. Do you want to overclock yep. that, yes or no, or yep. you just want to do two quick skins and then leave it because um, that's right why i had
0: asked you about that slider because i was thinking well why don't we just use track mode in the winter mode and you know if that was the the button that controlled what ian was complaining about but obviously it's something different so
3: it is different and there is no way to turn track mode on unless you're in park which drives me nuts because sometimes i'm yeah. just driving i want to do a quick skid turn everything off rip yeah. and then turn it back on but
0: True. they don't let you do that no all right Well, here's another question for you since uh, we're on the topic. Uh, Jay asks, uh, does the Performance Model Y have a track mode or is it just off-road mode?
3: This is a great thing and something I wanted to get into on today's podcast was the highlight of Model Y, which is its (laughs) performance driving characteristics. No SUV deserves to drive this good and i know it's a cuv but like you could put seven people potentially maybe two people without legs in the back and (laughs) (laughs) right but you can still like send it so hard it's amazing the chassis is unbelievable i would say it's the model three is very good i mean it hides all the weight but this is like it's an suv and it can do everything the three can do you give up nothing in performance getting model y uh to the modes though the uh, standard mode with slip start, same as three, doesn't let you have any fun. It shuts, up, shuts everything down. There is no track mode on Model Y performance, unfortunately. Hmm. And so, at least not yet. I don't see any technical reason why it cannot be software added in the okay. future. We've heard no communication from Tesla. They could just be doing some finalization with the. I would imagine the thing would be the, the whole heat pump cooling system to run mm-hmm. that at max might require Maybe. a little bit of time. That would be the only change I could think of. Uh, but uh, the version of software we had was the last version that dyno mode, to my understanding, gave you full power. And so what dyno mode is, is it's just ESP like 95% off. It stops uh, too much wheel spin so you don't snap an axle when it hooks up, but no stability control. And um, so I was a, I did a whole video track review on Model Y, sliding it sideways. I mean, it, it's like a rally car, it's amazing. Um, in dyno mode, but I'm pretty sure in future updates, dyno mode will have limited power, which means Model Y loses a ton of appeal for performance driving until track mode hopefully comes.
0: I, I hope the Roadster has dyno mode. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, That'll we can always epic. pull a wheel
3: speed sensor on it too, right? So if you pull a wheel speed sensor, the car doesn't yeah. know how fast the wheels going. Although I think we haven't tested, but it may uh, pull power to put it into limp mode for that
0: as well. Oh, uh, okay. Well, the one thing that we know the Model Y does have, the Model 3 doesn't, is animated door animations (laughs) when you open the doors. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah.
3: I didn't even notice that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I think that's just a software update thing coming to model three eventually they just okay. whatever the engineers decide to throw that in for the model y
2: all right well that's oh, a very yeah, good like question it.
0: jay we're looking forward to uh, to see if we have performance mode in the future
2: go ahead ian i just want to put a click plug out if you haven't seen it go and watch the out of spec motoring video on this where kyle and it's worth it for two things first of all it's a fantastic demonstration of how good the handling is and everything you want to know about the dynamics of the y but the other thing is brian's face it's so good yeah yeah, just him sitting in his brand new performance model y with 300 miles on it while kyle is just hammering the living crap out of it it literally had
3: 295 miles when i got on the track like less yeah. than three hundred miles. <laughs> <Just trying to laughs> go watch.
2: So good. It's well, so I was cool. like, I'm
3: putting my tires on this thing. I'm gonna roast them. And he was you know, <laughs> Brian is so cool. I mean a huge shout out to Brian and I went tesla to just yeah, like yeah. He's, great. he's yep. always been super kind with just like, here you go, Kyle, go tear it up. And like he's, yeah, the best. he's wonderful that yeah. is yeah.
0: Okay, next question comes from Ron. He asks, uh, does anyone know if when using the autopilot and following another vehicle, whether or not it uses regen or the brakes to slow down? The answer is both. 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 All right, moving on here. we got just a handful of more questions, I think. Yeah, we're doing quite well here tonight. All right, Lachlan asks, uh, do any of you gentlemen, who, who's a gentleman on this show? <laughs>
2: <laughs> do, do any
0: of you gentlemen in the know have any idea when the Y will be available to order in Australia? Local Tesla guy says they're not sure when it com- when it becomes available to order. Also, congrats on the cross-country run. Thank you. Um, again, I think we have to refer to what we were talking about earlier in Europe. Runt's right-hand drive production is ready. Probably anywhere from six to eight weeks, you'll be able to order a car right now. Um, and they're in shutdown. They can't even make any cars right now. And there's lots of people still waiting for that. It wouldn't surprise me that uh, we're seeing cancellations and maybe yep. some uh, hold offs on buying cars right now. Uh, next question comes from Carlos. Says, Are your families okay? Yes, our families are okay. Um, we well well. haven't had, yeah, knock on wood, no issues. Thank God, thank um, God. We have, a little, we have some friends literally a day and a half ago where their little daughter, who's about nine years old, uh, went in for an emergency appendectomy. So she's, you know, poor little girl's a little freaked out because of the whole situation stuff, but she's on the mend, she's doing quite well. So I'm sending her dad jokes on the emojis <laughs> on my phone to keep her spirits up once in a while. So she
1: keeps her I will. I will say that we all know someone, who knows someone who's affected. Uh, there are some that are close friends of ours that have been, uh, confronted with some hopefully not terrible news, uh, in, in recent weeks. But, um, but yeah, we, we certainly hold out hope for all of you in the audience that, uh, that you and your loved ones your coworkers, your neighbors, your friends, complete strangers, that everyone that you can think of is uh, safe during this time. So again, adhere to your local officials, stay home, wash your hands, don't touch your face. So use common sense. And by the way, I want to add this one, uh, this one uh, PSA. If you're not in the medical community and you are not sick, don't use gloves. Don't use masks. Give those to people who need them a whole lot more than you do. Uh, it's it is frustrating to go out to my local grocery store or something like that and see people wearing them and that they're not coughing, they're not sick. First of all, if you're if you're sick with something, you shouldn't be out anyway. Uh, you know, have someone deliver something to you, whatever it is. But yeah, if you're if you're not if you're not sick, please don't waste PPEs uh, as they're called, personal protective equipment. Uh, give it to your uh, donate it to your hospitals, your medical centers, your uh, urgent care centers, whatever you can, because uh, they need it a lot more than you.
0: All right, um, <laughs> next question. <laughs> that, that, is, that is so much a... Moving on. That, you can, sorry. <laughs> what more what, what can I add? I know. All I know. right, we're down to three questions here. The next one comes from Rich. He says, does the Model Y uh, frunk have any of the bag hooks similar to the Model 3? Nope. No, they stopped doing that. My neighbor literally just took delivery of his uh, SR Plus Model 3. And as I had tweeted out um, some time ago, it was a number of weeks that um, they've stopped actually putting those hooks, and it's not like you can't buy them. You can buy them uh, through Tesla service, and I was told that it was going to be eventually made available on the Tesla store. They're they're like a dollar fifty a piece or something like that. So if that's Why something of interest to you, them. I it's don't a know. Like like money, money. <laughs> it's <a dollar>. Well, <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll say this. I did watch a documentary um, that was on Ford when they were developing the last Mustang. And the bean counters were in the room, and they were talking about all kinds of little things and they were talking to like down to 50 cents apiece mm-hmm. on some parts and their argument is well look we're producing half a million cars a year, 50 cents uh, you know each for, you know that adds up to a lot of money So to you it's not a lot of money, but when you scale that, it is a lot of money. When for I, forget,
1: I forget the airline I don't want to mention names, but there was an airline <laughs> that took out I think olives from one of their salads peanuts. Or, no, 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 no. They're, I'm not saying the freebies you get. I'm saying like in an in oh, like oh, their, yeah, yeah, in a yeah, meal, yeah. right? I know what you're talking I, about. I think they took. I think it was olives or something small like that. You would think like it's a couple of olives, right? It saved them over thirty thousand dollars a year, in fuel. Like, right? But but it's it's just it's it's caught co- the cost of having olives in all those salads. So, we we think it's ridiculous. But also, I'm someone that has them and I don't ever use them. So if True. if it if it speeds yeah. up production, saves you money, and most folks go, eh. I never, I don't use it or it's not my car. I don't care to have it. You That's know, yeah, have. I've
3: owned one car with it and one car without now. This one does not have it. And uh, my last one did. And mm-hmm. I have never use them once doesn't matter to yeah me. it's but not it's not a big deal kind of, it was annoying though i opened the front yeah. trunk i'm like you cheap it out and i got no floor mats in here <laughs> i feel this cheated yeah,
2: yeah
3: i, I was
1: pissed. Cheated. <laughs> I was like where's my? come thing? on man i never use them
0: <laughs> but it is true i mean there are people's responsibilities they're looking at cutting costs wherever they can and and they look at the things and they i'm sure they have a list of priorities and say what can we get rid of and that one just made the cut hey you know what? Reason. there's
1: coat hooks in the model y so that's good
3: yeah, yeah the Model it. Y has really weird, um, not weird in a bad way, weird in a good way, uh, rear lights, uh, like the ambient lights. They yep, have nice. a separate switch and then a coat hook uh, all built into one little unit. It's really Ooh, nice. Yeah, yeah,
0: space saving yeah. on, that, on, the, uh, yeah, it's on smart. the pillar there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All right, down to two questions. Racer says, um, how much trunk space um, to compare to a 2018 Model S? Um, if you shop and you have items in the trunk, will the bad guys see them and try to break in? Very good questions. Mm-hmm. So, Kyle, you can answer that. Cause sure. Um, well,
3: actually, this is something Doug DeMiro touched on in his videos. I, and, yes, uh, I saw. Uh,
0: this there is video, no
3: man. rear parcel shelf, and there is no place to add one. However, the back glass is pretty tinted, but with a flashlight, you could see in, no question. Um, so, I would say that's an opportunity for the aftermarket to come and create potentially a safety solution. Uh, For people maybe who live in uh, California or poor climates here, honestly, I leave my key card in the car, you just come over, take it, you know, go, you know, like, you know, there's (laughs) no, (laughs) okay, sorry, don't come take my car, but you know, we live in a safe spot. And, um, you know, I don't have to worry about things like that
1: pin to drive.
3: Yeah, Pin to Drive is cool. I've, I've never actually lived with or tried it, but now after I said this, I think I'll need to put it on. So,
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sorry. And there's a show title, Pin to, yeah. drive. Okay. Pin yeah. to drive. Pin to Drive. There you go. But, uh, no, yeah, the, but- uh, there's a. it is, I would say, a relatively uh, more of a risk than Model 3 in bad areas. Eric, what's your take?
1: No, I, I think, you know, Kyle, kind of, you brought up a lot of good points, so and I would agree with you 100%. I think the other thing to consider is um, because you have the front trunk, and it's a pretty deep well in the front trunk, and you have the trunk well where you can lift the back cover and put some things in there, any place you can hide things is better. Um, whether you tint your car or not, Kyle's right. If I shine a light bright enough in your car, I'm going to see whatever's in there. It doesn't matter how small. If it, it could be in a black bag. If it's got a weird shape, I'm going to know it's in the vehicle. Um, so ultimately, it's be conscientious of what you're buying. Uh, no different than if you're taking deliveries to your home address. You want to obviously try to get things where they're not porch stealers and, and that sort of thing, mailbox creeps and whatever, like, yeah, it's it's going to happen with your car. Uh, so Kyle's right. If, if you can either think of an aftermarket solution at some point or just be conscientious about trying to utilize the space that Tesla does already provide you to hide your things, if it means going home, dropping it off and going out again, and it's not an inconvenience, then do that. Uh, but certainly it is a risk if you just like throw your golf bag up there and someone's like, hey, look, I can see a golf bag in there. So I
3: I'd, I'd love to get all of your take on something. I I just thought about this while we were talking. Do you know how um anyone could just walk up to a Tesla, put 12 volt to it and pop the front trunk? Mm-hmm. Um I've never once heard of a break-in with the front trunk on SX or 3.
0: That's that's true. Mm-hmm. Even though it's well, it's common knowledge in the in the Tesla Mm-hmm. community okay it may not be like totally no like, in okay. the, i always it, look at tesla to be like i could just open the front truck if i felt like not because I would, you know but, yeah, yeah because okay. you know but that's a, that's a common thing in the tesla community the average person doesn't even know well, that there's they, don't, they look at the circle in the front and we go what is that is that the radar
2: right don't <laughs> even know. it's the tow hook right? right look at how many idiots are still breaking into model threes or damaging them or whatever or any with it with, with, with sentry mode like i mean right. sentry mode they're oh, fairly yeah. you're, well right. you're un- so right I mean, and, and they're, they're still doing it. It's like, hello. But the, um,
1: the majority of Tesla thefts, though, tend to happen over in Europe, not so much here in the U.S., because of the, the way they can essentially copy the key uh, for your so you're vehicle, you're talking about
2: the complete vehicle well, theft. Yeah, a, yeah the right. Vehicle theft
1: right, right. 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 Uh, so I'm saying there's a, there's a number of things. I mean, we're the not like Kyle time. just giving our address and saying, "Hey, come take my car." No, no, um, please
3: don't. <laughs> I'll let you borrow it, but ask nicely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Usually, if you're, I'll if, drive I tell it. you yeah. what, I guarantee if you tell Kyle, "Hey, can I go to the track with you on your car?" He'll be like, "Let's <laughs> go to the track." Yeah, good. Um, anytime. But with that in mind, um, yes, both. I mean, we know that San Francisco has had a major number of vehicle break-ins which is one thing. But when you say vehicle theft, that's a whole different thing. And I know in the U S we probably have a higher rate of break-ins, but outside in Europe, they have a greater number of vehicle thefts. So it's, it's hard to, (laughs) it really is hard to steal a Tesla. It really is. But I'm telling you folks, if you're a novice and you don't know these things, I'm looking into the camera and I'm talking to you. (laughs) We can track the cars using our phones. (laughs) We know where you go. For example, story came out this past week. Hilarious story guy. I want to say in Europe, had his car stolen, but didn't know it. The guy was running out of battery and went to like a third party charging company. And they're like, we recognize this car. They don't explain why it doesn't He'd matter. Recognize they the, recognize owner. the car, But they don't know the drive. They're like, you're not the driver of the, or you're not the owner of the car. So they contact the owner going, Hey, did you land your car to the guy? I was like, Nope. The guy was caught within an hour. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so there are dumb criminals to be sure. For um, sure. But yeah, but it, it, it is, look, their, Tesla has integrated safety mechanisms for a reason. They can't obviously keep someone from breaking in your window. That's really contingent on you, the owner. Be smart about what's in your car. You hear cities everywhere. Lock your valuables. Don't leave things in your car. More importantly, don't leave dogs and kids in your car. But still, you can, well, you can now in a Tesla, but you couldn't before. Anyway, the long, the long and short of <laughs> it, just be conscientious about your environment. Um, if the features are available to you, use them. Uh, you know, try to make sure you have pinned to drive. It's one of the easiest features so that you can't get your car stolen, but yeah, don't keep things in plain sight. We, we hear about break-ins in every car, every city, just, you know, be smart about it. Yeah. Now, before we move on to the last question, we still have to refer to the last, to the current
0: question. And this is for Kyle, since you have a Model S that's a pre-April, 2016, judging from the uh, nose cone on the front of the car. Can you answer yep. his question? How does the trunk space on the Model Y compare to a 2018 Model S?
3: Yeah, well, uh, so truck space is the same between this and a new Course, one. The that's only why I asked. one where it's different is on the executive rear seat option, which do not fold down. Um, but yeah, I, I actually owned a 2018. No, maybe I owned a 2017. I owned a, basically a facelift Model S as well. Okay. Um, yeah, it's uh, the, the S is bigger. You don't have as much height, but you still right. have more length. Okay. Uh, right. So yeah, S is still bigger. But I think the Y is a better overall car for most people. Okay, good to know.
1: It can't beat the X, though.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess not. You can't beat the X, that's true. But I think the, the Y beneath. is a better... I would buy the Y over the X. But yeah, right. I agree. Cargo space, Yeah. X. Yeah, I think I think, I think
1: most of us would, but I think based on yeah. your needs, if you need a lot of cargo room, the Model X yeah, cannot X. be, period. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I think it bears
0: to mention um, because what they're making in the Model Y right now is still only the five-seat variant, not the mm-hmm. seven-seat. If you see a lot of these videos where they talk about that second storage space there, that right. cover that lifts up, that's where the seats are going to go, so mm-hmm. um, you're not going to get that if you buy the seven-seat variant, so just be aware of that. The Model X is exactly the same way. Five-seat variant has that same cover and five or six inches of storage space. If you buy the seven-seat variant, you don't get that. So don't get in your minds that you're still going to have that storage space. So, I was uh, speaking
3: of the seven-seat configuration. Do we think they will be forward-facing, which we
0: are all under the impression, yes, or rear-facing? Facing? No, they're forward-facing. Okay. Um, I was in I was in the Model Y prototype last year at the reveal event, and it had That's seven right. seat. Yep. They mm-hmm. were small seats. They're for kids. The yep. front seat, the the bench seat is on sliders in that variant, so you'll be able mm. to push it forward much like you do in the five or the seven seat variant of the Model X with the bench seat. Same thing, same mm-hmm. arrangement, but not for people, for kids. So Right, it's for small kids, really I would imagine. I mean, you can put adults in the back of a Model X, but I wouldn't want to do a long road trip because it's not comfortable. Uh, forget about a Model right. Y putting adults back
2: there. Let, let the record show that, that Mr. Page does not consider kids people.
1: I was expecting <laughs> the exact same thing. I wasn't going to oh, say it, but he said it, and I'm like, "Come on, man!"
0: <laughs> Soil and green is people. <laughs> it's made out of people. <laughs> All right. Last question of the evening comes from our friend Pierre. He says, "Do you know if the Model Y has the same final drive ratio as the three? Now, Pierre is a
2: very technical person. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Pierre, Pierre's the engineer if, <laughs> who gave us a hand at the test track there, at Transport Canada, who used to work there. He knows his stuff. So, oh yeah.
0: Yeah, we may not be able to answer this, but we'll ask the questions anyway. So he's asking, do you know if the Model Y has the same final drive ratio as the 3? If the Model Y is equipped with tires having 6.5 increase in diameter, then the ground acceleration force should be reduced by 6.5% if the mm-hmm. electric motor torque is the same as the Model 3. Told you it yes, technical.
3: I agree with him on that, and this is a thought of mine. Originally, I had thought, okay, I had a couple, like, what's going on? Because the car is their hard acceleration Off the line. So at first, I thought, did they go to permanent magnet motors because they can't get the giant shove off the line? But no, we checked it in the screen. It's got an induction switch reluctance, blah, blah, blah thing. Uh, So then, uh, this is a good point final drive. The efficiency, because you don't have to work the inverters as hard at speed, um, or I should say, losses with uh, traveling at speed as well as the the off-the-line not being as strong would indicate that there could potentially be a final drive change. Now, I had inched the car on a hill to try to see if I could feel any cogging, any different than Model 3 or why, and the answer was not noticeably, so I'm Mm -hmm.
0: not sure. All
2: good to
0: know. That brings us to the end of the question, so if you guys want to throw anything (gasps) in here.
3: Yeah, I could talk about off-road assist because we played Please around do. with that. Please yeah. do, because
0: people want to know about that.
3: Yeah, so uh, we have videos launching. I guess when this launches, you'll see them up on uh, – Inside EVs has a full – I did a full comprehensive road track and off-road typical car review for them. Cool. And then uh, Brian has a whole in-depth video going up on our soft-roading experience. It wasn't – you know, we did have a wheel in the air, but nothing crazy. <laughs> and um Basically, uh, from, from what uh, Off-Road Assist does is it delays the accelerator pedal massively. So you get more travel before it gives you a lot of torque. So basically more opportunity for the, the tire to hook up with the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also uh, significantly decreases traction control. So if you're in sand or snow and you want that wheel spin, it lets you get more of that than slip start. Uh, like way more it also uh doesn't compensate for oversteer as much but on the track it made very little difference so um, actually we did a 0 to 60 in slip start and it was the same or sorry 0 to 60 in off road mode excuse me any, um, but yeah.
0: any evidence of differential locking or no, they're like they're
3: probably open diffs, but you can tell that the ESP system is responding to uh, one wheel spin, so it can clamp the brakes. It can send fifty percent of the power oh, to the other neat. wheel. <laughs> uh, so ESP has done this for a long time in cars, but and Tesla's do it as well. Like, uh, We did a whole video off-roading Model X last year. We had this thing in mud, like over the hood, like we were crazy off-roading it. um, Which we'll do with Y eventually. Um, (laughs) You gotta drive them like you you like you stole them, right? So, um, oh, we're gonna fun uh, (laughs) Cybertruck. everyone needs to bring their Cybertruck to the track, and we're we have seven miles of off-road trails, and we're just gonna do Cybertruck in the mud with. We'll make our own obstacles. Yeah, we'll do a whole day, uh, YouTubers. I will throw steel
1: trunks. balls at it and see how it does. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. We'll, we'll come up a whole I'll test. bring the Franz, a
2: sledgehammer, too. <laughs> the, the Franz right? nest.
3: But, yeah, it responds to that one wheel in the air situation so much quicker, like a half a wheel rotation, and it's already clamping brakes. So I was very impressed. Very cool. Well, glad to hear that.
1: What's, um With your experience with the car, is there something that um, – in terms of performance handling, I know you mentioned a couple things earlier in the show, but there's something that really stands out that you wished was an improvement over the Model 3 that they really didn't do a great job on?
3: Uh, nothing other than the steering, I think, is probably the biggest thing. The brakes are always going to be a limitation uh, mm-hmm. just because the cars are heavy. Again, I, I have to mentally uh, barricade myself. I'm on a track almost every day. I'm not a yeah. typical customer. Uh, but for 99% of people who will just go on a back road and rip it up, it's totally, totally fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing with Model Y is it's there's almost no way to fault it. Like, we're grasping. I was grasping while driving it, trying to figure out what I don't like. Now, if yeah. I get into, like, a Taycan, for example, because I'm a big Porsche gearhead, I'm like, here are all the things I absolutely love about this car. But, oh, by the way, here are the things I hate. The mm-hmm. Model Y is sort of right down in the middle. I don't hate anything about it. I'm not going crazy in love with it. But it is the perfect, unintrusive, easy Car to live with. It's like you just need one of those in a garage, and then a Morgan three wheeler next to it. <laughs> well, that'll make Alex Roy nice and happy. I here. was just going to say,
1: <laughs> but what um, but what intrigues me most is when I think of off-roading vehicles, I don't think of a compact SUV. I, I think of a of a. Of it's a not sedan. meant to be
3: an off-road car, right?
1: And, and and it's amazing that the tests that are being done by drivers like you really show what Tesla's engineering team has been able to do with the cars like this. What, I mean, electric vehicles in general can do, but specifically what Tesla's cars can do. And it's amazing when people say, well, the Model Y is just a jacked up Model 3, but you're still able to get so much production from a car that is larger, weighs more, is certainly bigger in dimensions, especially in the height of the car. Um, You know, it's a little bit longer than the Model 3. Um, It's a bit wider. I mean, there's, in every which way, you would think like it shouldn't perform as well and you're going, No, oh, they're basically about the same, which is uh, amazing from an engineering standpoint. But it's amazing to hear you also say that the car sort of is, you know, from you, because, again, not all drivers are like you. But for you to say, it's not blowing me away with its performance, but I'm not like, eh. You know, like for for that to be said about a compact SUV is by there and large. There was
3: perfect. no eh whatsoever. Yeah. It was uh, right on par with Model 3. It was as expected, I should say. It was great.
1: Cool. Yeah. That's good what
0: continuously know. blows me away about Tesla is just the amount of time and thought that they actually put into the stuff that actually matters with their cars in unexpected ways as, as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, like People are just that. like, oh, the Model 3 is just like, oh, it's just another electric car. No, it's not. <laughs> We've put it up against other so totally electric cars. It's a different animal altogether.
1: Well, the, and, the, what's impressive about that too, Trevor, is if you focused on one component, like interior or the motor or the body. Design. I mean, if you just focus on one aspect of a, of an auto car, you might say, well, that one thing is an engineering feat of its own, the way they designed the bucket seats, the way they designed the center screen, the way they designed, uh, you know, the coat hooks, I mean, all, all sort of, I mean, for some people, you might find that the minutia interesting, but overall, whatever interests you about any kind of car, the things that you look for most, like how comfortable is my legroom if I sit in the back seat? Maybe no one ever does, but the time that someone does, you're gonna want to know. Aha! I'm six foot four. I'm comfortable back there. I know when my dad visits, he's gonna be fine. Or when my sister in law comes to visit, she'll be fine. So it's 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 amazing that you can nitpick other things, but there's something about that car that, from other cars you've owned. They blow it away. Blow it away. I think
0: it's because every other car is designed by committee. Can I would
3: you... agree with that. That's very true. Uh, yeah. I'm very lucky enough to be close friends with the engineer at Porsche, one of the lead engineers on the Taycan project, who's no longer with the company. But I learned, I just was on vacation with him for a week in California. And he had been with Porsche for 25 years and basically was like, if we want to do something, here are the 9000 meetings we need to go through. Right. Mm -hmm. And even working at Tesla myself and Eric, I know you were, too. Yeah. Maybe it's not as streamlined as we would have hoped, but it's like a 500 percent improvement over what anyone else has to deal with. It's
1: amazing. Not only that, they take feedback from anyone that they mm-hmm. think is an improvement. So, whether it's an employee no that's being mistakes. asked, like, you know, if e- I mean, Elon could send a mass email to the entire company and it's like, if you have an idea that's going to improve the cars, let us know. Uh, you know, you have obviously a huge Twitter following, always, you know talking to Elon. If they see he's up at 2 a.m., it's a barrage of tweets coming his way, right? We know that. Um, But at some point, to see him interact, I mean, it's not common you hear CEOs. I mean, you've had PR firms. You've got certain marketing arms of companies that will then interact with the public at large. Elon's talking to you directly, and he might go, Yes, we'll work on that. Or absolutely, that's a priority or it's on the list or that's, a you know, he he will take things that seems like common sense, like we should be able to fix that. And whether it's a release, it comes in the next bug update or if it's going to be something that is going to be part of the next major batch in the fall. He's taking that feedback and giving it to whichever team can do it and getting it done. He's and remarkable. if it's off related, that might come around in a matter of hours. He's remarkably good at taking constructive
0: criticism, too. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Which is hard to do for a lot of people because, you know, listen, we spent a lot of time designing this thing. How dare you Mm -hmm. criticize my product?
1: Well, not only that, and and, and they don't have to listen to their Tesla owners. They don't have to listen to the public to do anything. But they're doing it because they know that there's a large number of cars on the road that's your test audience it's tell us how we can make improvements to the car you guys own it what can we do better and if it's something that's not going to require a lot of money other than just time and engineering work then okay let the programmers do their thing and beta test it next thing you know it's a wide release all good
0: things to know well i think we're coming to the end of the show and since kyle you are our special guest this evening you're allowed to plug whatever the heck you want
3: Uh, Well, the last time I said go out and drive your car, so that still stands this time, (laughs) although now I do feel obligated to say, um, obviously I'm working uh, as the video director at Inside EVs now, so we're going to see a whole line of of plug-in hybrids as well as full electrified vehicles uh, tested across many different ways. So um, if you guys would like to see anything, please tweet at Inside EVs video ideas, things that you think would work. We'll have Model Y video full review launching soon. If you can make that a good one, that would obviously help my position. So, mm. <laughs> thanks, guys, very much. And, no and thanks again we'll for having you. me on the show. I always love
0: coming. Oh, thank wheels. you. It's great. Always lovely to have you on the show, Kyle. For sure. Um, for you sure. Know, your knowledge is very much appreciated. And one of these days, Ian and I will take you up on that track invite. Oh,
2: hell yes.
0: Oh, yes. Please, oh, you yes. got to
3: come anytime. It's not very far, it's a day Dude, drive. The, the day it. the border opens uh, up you know, again,
2: I am so it. there. <laughs> we'll have, Please to, we'll have to make that it's, happen
0: uh, yeah yep that's great very good um eric since we're signing off why don't you go next and let people know where they can find you
1: sure you guys can find me on twitter the handle is ec fix that is ecfix. once again thanks to all the medical personnel that are out there you guys are doing the lord's work right now um and if you do happen to go on to the forum at teslaownersonline.com uh, if you have any questions on model y there's a very very active forum on there now i can tell you right now i am not part of that active forum because mm-hmm. i have other responsibilities that i do on a daily <laughs> basis um, but very oftentimes uh, we tend to get questions asked in the podcast that we've answered before uh, so we certainly recommend there's a great search feature it, it honestly is one of the better search features of forums Period. I don't care if you have a forum that you find on Reddit or anywhere else. Like, it's one of our better search forums. Uh, search the forums. You'll probably find an answer. Because people like Ian and Kyle and Trevor are on there actively answering questions. Our friend Michael Tesla is on there a lot. So, chances are you might be able to get your answer more immediately rather than waiting for us on a Thursday night to <laughs> answer it for you. That's true. Um, but the forum is a great resource. Tons of new content. There's posts all the time. Do it. Bookmark it. Create an account. Donate, Patreon, whatever. Do it. It's all free. It's awesome. America, thanks you. Thank you. <laughs> Ian, the man below me.
2: Yes, well. That, that um... sounded wrong. <laughs> He's right here. Yes, that's open to interpretation. That statement is. <laughs> Sorry, uh, you know, the Brady Bunch thing happened. That's okay. Right? It's all good. For, for all those good. of you listening, you have to watch the video <laughs> to understand, right? <laughs> right. If, you're, if you're
1: watching this on YouTube, you're fine. If you're listening oh, yeah. to this on the podcast, you're gonna i are going to go, wow, I, you guys are really close. People, people right. are
2: like, I have questions. Um, <laughs> so yes, you can find me on Twitter, at Ian Pavelko. Um, Tesla owners online. The handle is Mad Hungarian and now that I've been waylaid and will be working at home for the next couple of weeks, I might actually have a little more time to spend on the forum. I mean, I, I always, if somebody pings me, I always, always, always answer the question. So if you direct message me either on Twitter or on the forum, I will be there uh, for you. But uh, I'm going to try and be a little more active in the in the forum threads and, and catch up on some of the things that are going on. And I'm going to drop a huge bomb of a thread on everything we've learned on um, the wheel and tire situation for Model Y, courtesy, of course, of our friends, Kyle and Brian, who were so generous with their time once again so keep an eye out for that if you have wheel and tire questions about why and uh, finally if you're looking for some um, for some fine uh, tesla wear we have of course the evolve wear shirts that are still available on teespring i am way behind on producing the cybertruck shirt i promise you that's coming (laughs) again now that i have a smidge more time on my hands maybe i'm actually going to make it happen so keep your eyes uh, open for teespring.com evolve wear matt hungarian find it there
0: Link will be in the video and the podcast description as always. Well, that leaves me. You can follow me on Twitter. The handle is Model 3 Owners or Tesla Owners Online. Just search for that. I'm very active on the forum. It's Trev P. I want to say thank you to our three sponsors. Those are the guys at Douliban Insurance, Fine Lab Ceramic Coatings, and the great guys at Evan X who make fantastic Model 3 and S and X and who knows what else they're going to come up with accessories to so check them out. Oh, one more thing too, a little bit of a PSA. Um, our friends at Jeddah, who make the wireless charging pad and the hub, they've just started taking orders for the Model Y hub because the arrangement of the USB ports is different in the front. There's going to be a little extra surprise in there for you guys, Um, but um, you can head over to getjetta.com. You can actually order that. Um, They tell me that they're going to be shipping in May. So those of you with a Model Y and wants the USB hub, that will work with the built-in charging pad, or you can use their charging pad if you'd like. So that's available now. I'll put a link down in the video description. You guys can check that out well that's it for this evening thanks again Kyle for joining us as always you're always welcome so if you get any more stuff but uh, make sure you follow his YouTube channel Brian's YouTube channel the guys at Inside EVs links will be all down in the video description and the podcast description you guys can follow them and uh, really quickly for our yeah.
1: podcast listeners if you're not already doing so go on YouTube forward to the end of this YouTube video so you can see all of us in our very stages of hair growth uh, Kyle is like <laughs> is like Wolverine stage I'm like 9 3 weeks ahead of
3: you guys yeah right, <laughs> Kyle, <laughs> Kyle
1: got the whole thing. Mine, mine looks like I've going through puberty for ten years. Uh, <laughs> Ian, Ian, shaved his yesterday. Trevor shaved this morning. So we're all. I'm like, I'm like a verbal. <laughs> like, like my my stat is loading. I'm at nine percent. My my facial hair literally is, has its own social separation. So it's it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: And <laughs> before we finish up, I'd just like to make one last thing. None of these questions or none of really the topic of today wouldn't have been
0: possible without brian's car
3: yeah absolutely thank you very much thanks, to brian, brian yeah. for lending
2: me my life yeah yes. big big appreciate time that.
0: all right that's it for this evening we'll catch you next one thanks for watching and listening see you later
2: bonsoir tout le monde
0: hasta la pasta see you guys